Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Funny Podcast, where laughter is a main course and humor is always on the menu. So let's get started, and here's your daily dose of funny. Yo, what is up? Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. It's really good to be here in Provo. <laughs> really is. I, uh, not too many, uh, I get a sense there's not too many black people. I'm not sure. I don't know the demographics, but. <laughs> and I just say that because I saw a black guy uh, a few hours ago and he hugged me and I didn't know him. And... <laughs> he said, take me with you. And I was like, what? It is good to be here. Uh, I, love, I love Utah, I really do. I mean, I, I've been here so many times. It seemed like in, with all the craziness that's happening now, um, like I come to Utah, it's just mellow. Like it's not, you know, it's not so divided here. Um, you know, I, I, don't know, I don't know what's gonna happen with our country, I really don't. But I, I believe in the American dream. I think that's still a thing, you know, no matter, yeah, I hope, I hope. No matter where you start, you can make something out of yourself. That's America, you know? I think, I think I'm the American dream. Look at me, from Brooklyn, New York. And, and now I'm in Provo. Do you, you understand? <laughs> so, if you have a dream and you believe in that dream. But true story though, only in America, true story. My cousin Calvin from Brooklyn, right? Spent seven years in prison. And uh, that's, that's not the dream part. Um, seven years in prison, while in prison, took classes, got his college degree in jail. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Graduated top of his jail class. We're so, so proud of him. He, he made the warden's list, so he was a great student. Um, my cousin got out of jail with his degree, and in two weeks, he got a job at a bank. No, I'm just teasing you. He didn't get a job at a He didn't get a job at a bank. He, he did a bank job, is what I meant to say. Yeah. Well, you know, he wanted to go back, get his master's degree, Continuous studies. <laughs> it was unfortunate though, because when he went back in, they sent him to a different jail and his credits didn't transfer. He had to start. Uh, he went to community jail. You gotta go to the right jail, is all I'm saying. People. I do travel a lot. I travel within the country, but I also go overseas, you know. I like going overseas. Last year was a good year. Last year I went to China, Israel, Scotland, Africa. It was, it was good going to the motherland, you know? Because yeah. I, cause I, I never been to Scotland. So, you know, just <laughs> digging it with my people over there, you know. They don't, they don't like Americans everywhere you go. Yeah, they don't like us everywhere you go. I think it's because, um, I don't know, everywhere you go, they know everything about us and we know nothing about them. Yeah, we're like, we're like the hot chick of the world. That's who, 
You ever hang out with a young hot chick and she doesn't know how the world works yet, you know? She says things like, you don't have to wait in line, just go to the front. <laughs> like she doesn't understand. <laughs> All the drinks are free. <laughs> now I will say this, uh, respectfully, I will say this. They, when I go places, they don't seem to mind uh, black Americans quite as much. Yeah, cause like, they know it wasn't us. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I've been to Africa a bunch, that, that's great, you know. First time I went to Africa, I was so excited because I had like, I just wanted, I had like a message, you know, from my people over there. Because see, to understand, uh, you have to understand, my grandmother raised me, so I'm real old school, right? So like, I'm real old, like, like I'm, I'm, I'm from the, like, I never waste food, I'm from that era, like I never waste food. Even to this day, we go out to eat, I'll eat my food and your food. Like that's, because <laughs> growing up, I had to eat everything. Clean plate club, I had to eat, I had to eat soggy cereal. You know what, you know what cornflakes stays in milk longer than two minutes and 38 seconds? It changes form, like you can't chew it anymore. You just gotta let it slide down the back of your throat. Yeah, I had to eat that, yeah. My grandmother knew the real expiration date of food, the real, not, not the date on the package, not. That's a suggestion, that's not the actual. Yeah. Like, Grandma, this is past the day. She's like, no, baby, it, it's seven business days. <laughs> and Monday was a holiday, so go ahead and knock yourself out. <laughs> I couldn't eat what I wanted. I could never eat what I desired. I could only eat what was up next, like what was about to go bad, you know? Saturday morning, I'm excited. I want pancakes, you know? They're like, ooh, no. Actually, we need you to eat this lasagna, if you don't mind. <laughs> But, but, but you should start right now. There's not much time on that lasagna. <laughs> Salmonella in 10, <laughs> nine. And when we're kids are growing up, they tell us all the same thing, right? They say, eat all your food, because they're starving kids in Africa. <laughs> yeah. So when I went to Africa, I had a clear conscience. Yeah, I got, off, I got off the plane, I was like, hey guys, good to meet you. Hey guys, listen, I, uh, I ate all my food. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know if you were starving or not, but it wasn't me is what I'm saying because And the thing is, that never really made too much sense, that, it, that whole thing. I, I get the part, like, you don't want to add insult to injury. I get that part. But from a practical standpoint, it makes no sense from a practical standpoint, right? Because, like, if you eat all your food, it's in your belly. Like, that food can never make it to Africa. You ate it. <laughs> but if you throw it away... <laughs> it's got an outside shot, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Like, say you're eating a pizza, right? You shouldn't do this, you got a slice of pizza, and you just fling it, you're done with it, just fling it. <laughs> and it just happens to fall into someone's bag who's on their way to Africa. Do you see what I mean? You just... <laughs> now, when I started that joke and I threw the pizza up in the air, 
I'm sure at least some of you thought a bird was gonna catch the pizza and fly it to Africa. Get real. <laughs> Makes no sense. been traveling a lot. I actually went to, you know where I went recently? I actually went to Amsterdam. Yeah, so, you know what happens, you know what happens in Amsterdam, Provo? Yeah, bike riding, exactly. No, I'm serious, everyone's on a bike. There's no shame to their game. They're just on, like, they don't have cars. They're on bikes, right? Because in the U.S., we're a car culture, you know? I mean, you know, unless you're on your mission, but in the U.S., Most places in the U.S. were a car culture. Like, if you're over 18 and you're on a bicycle, you, you kind of have to explain yourself, right? <laughs> hey, man, I know you're on a bicycle. You want to you talk about it? Like, what happened exactly with your life? Like, what happened with your life? <laughs> in the Netherlands, in Amsterdam, you'll see a man in a three-piece suit on a bicycle going to work with a basket. Bling, bling. He's probably the president of the company, president of the company going to work, right? Like, here you see a man in a three-piece suit on a bicycle going to work? And you're gonna say to yourself, wow, his divorce lawyer sucked at that guy. That guy lost everything in a divorce, it's really sad. And that's why when people ride bikes, uh, having a, started about 15 years ago, when people ride bikes, in the US, they go out of their way to let you know it's a hobby. You know what I mean? No one can just hop on a bike with jeans anymore. No, you gotta be in the Tour de France. Like, you got a $2,000 bike. You gotta have spandex, stupid aerodynamic helmet, right? The shoes that lock into the pedals. You, you gotta get sponsorship. You know, it's just like, what are you trying to shave 30 seconds off your time to Jamba Juice? Like, oh. Calm it all way down, calm it down. And, and I, don't, I don't get the shoes that lock into the pedals either. I don't, I'm sure there's a reason, but like whenever I see guys with shoes, with a guy with shoes that lock into his bike pedals, I get sad, I do. I go, oh, that guy doesn't know how pedals work. How sad. I should probably tell him how pedals work. Listen, you only need shoes that lock into the pedals if you have one pedal or one foot, because you got to bring it back. <laughs> Unless you're prepared to go like this, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that seems hard, I'm not sure. And the thing is, I get it though. Listen, I say all of this and I'm joking, but if I live in LA now, if you come to my place, you're going to see me on my bicycle with some of the stuff I just said. Yeah, you're gonna be like, wow, hypocrite over here. But what happens is when you go into a bike shop, you ever go into a bike shop, they look down on you, it's like a cult. As soon as you walk in, they got you. You're just buying stuff, you know? And I walked into a bike shop, you can't walk out of a bike shop without spending $1,000. You walk in and it's like, oh, I'm gonna need that, oh yeah. And I was getting everything they said. I didn't snap out of it until they tried to sell me the shoes that lock into the pedals. That's when I was like, wait a second, wait, wait. Why do I need shoes that lock into the pedals? And how come I can't call my mother? Like, I'm just worried about what's happening here. 
We don't give the Dutch enough credit, man. The Dutch, shout out to the Dutch. Think about it, they gave us going Dutch. <laughs> like that's big. Some brave, forward-thinking Dutchman stood up for himself one day and said, uh, maybe you pay for yourself? I don't... <laughs> 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 They're very practical. They don't get credit. They were... They, everything they do is so, it just makes sense. Like they have vending machines over there in the Netherlands, like an entire city block. It's a big vending machine, it's amazing. Bread, peanut butter, whatever you want, type in a number, it comes to you from halfway down the block. What do we have? Late night gas stations. <laughs> and they lock the door at 11, cause it's America, I get it, right? <laughs> now you gotta order through that glass what you want. He never gets it right, we've all been there. Like, Hey man, let me get a, let me get 30 on pump six, please. And um, you know what? Let me let me get the Cool Ranch Doritos right there. Yeah, the Cool Ranch. Thank you, thank you. Oh, oh hey, hey hey man, hey hey my man, listen. Hey hey hey, no no no, those those not the Cool Ranch. Those are band aids. Actually, that's not what I. The Cool Ranch right next to right. You see what? No dog, that's ravioli, man. Well, actually, how much is the ravioli? How much is the ravioli? <laughs> All right, bet, yeah, let me get the ravioli then. <laughs> and then the Cool Ranch, you see, right? No, right, your hand is right. That's fine, no, bring up the cashews. I love cashews, I like the cashews, that's fine. <laughs> I, um, I don't have any children, you know? Maybe, we'll see, I waited. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I meant we'll see if I have some, not. <laughs> There's no little light skinned kid in Amsterdam going, huh, huh. No, it's just. But I, I waited, I waited to have kids because um, I'm from the hood and my mother had me so young that I wanted to fix it, you know? Yeah, I wanted to fix it to make her a grandmother at the right age. I was trying, I was trying to clean up the timeline a, a, a little bit. Yeah, because my mother is only 15 years older than me and that's, that's a little snug. You can say it's snuggy, you know? It's not bad though, the good thing is she could never play the, the back in my day card. Cause I was there. I used to help her with her homework. My, you gotta carry the one. How many times I gotta tell you this? I still remember the day my grandmother sat me and my mother down on the couch and told us there was no Santa Claus and we, Pride. Yeah. That was a tough day for us both, yeah. My biggest fear is that when she gets older, I can't take care of her anymore, right? Gotta take her to a nursing home, and we're on our way there. She's 90, and uh, I'm 75. <laughs> and then we get there, and they make me stay. Hey, well, man, by the time you get home, it's time to come right back. You might as well just, just 
here. Um, so like I tell you, my grandmother raised me, beautiful lady. We um, had a nickname for her, we called it Go-Go. I, I, I don't know why, it's not like she ever went-went, you, know, you know what I mean? <laughs> Love Go-Go, man. We, we, were, we were like, that's, that's, my, that's my heart right there. But you know, she had funny ways about it. Like every time uh, my grandmother, every time Go-Go burned rice, which was every time Go-Go cooked rice, <laughs> it was always my fault that she burned the rice. You know, like I'm playing video games, she comes walking in. She, I say, hey, Go-Go. She's like, boy, you're trifling. What? You mean to tell me you're sitting right in here and you can't smell the rice burning? <laughs> Sorry, I thought you had that. I thought that was your thing. <laughs> Goes on and on, almost a daily occurrence. I'm outside playing, still happens. I'm outside, Go-Go com comes, calls me up. I run upstairs, we're on the fifth floor. I run upstairs, hey, Go-Go, what's up? Boy, you're trifling. What? She'd be so, she's like, you mean to tell me you right outside and you can't see the smoke coming out the window? This happens all the time. I grow up, I move away, I go to college, right? I get a call in my dorm, pick up the phone, it's Gogo. Hey, Gogo, boy, you're trifling. Like, Gogo, listen, I'm 100 miles away from you, okay? I can't, I can't see it, I can't smell it. She said, Turn to channel six. <laughs> it's funny, but technically you're laughing at my grandmother's house burning down. I just wanna let you know that that's... <laughs> no, it's okay. It didn't, it didn't happen, it didn't happen. It's exaggerated for the joke. So my mother, um, she has me and then she waited and has, uh, I have siblings that are a lot younger than me. They actually beat me to the punch. They actually have kids now, which is crazy. My sister um, has a niece, I have a niece, my sister has a daughter, and she named my niece, my niece's name Skylar. That's her name, Skylar. I like the name, you know. I didn't like it at first, when I first heard it, because it's kind of, kind of a white name. I feel we can, uh, <laughs> it's trending white. I think we can say that, right? It's trending. <laughs> but you know what it is? My sister's name is Tashana. So my mother went that way with it. <laughs> so I feel my sister wanted to just take a little off the top. That's what she was trying to do, just, just bring it back a smidge, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I got a sister named uh, Tashana, another one named Talisha, third one named Tajima. Yeah. Brother named Torian, and my youngest brother is named Victor. Yeah, it's like they got the victim and they were like, okay, let's cut this out. We made our point, let's... Can we cut this out? I think we made our point. Can we stop it now? And I like the name Skylar, I get it. My sister's smart, because Skylar's gonna get older and try to get a job, you know? They get that resume first. I'm liking her chances, you know? They get that resume, it says Skylar at the top. Skylar, Skylar, let's bring her in. Let's meet her, guys, let's meet Skylar, yeah. All you want is a chance. They get that resume, it says Lucretia at the top. <laughs> you know, Lucretia doesn't sound like she thinks the customer's always right. <laughs> this is <pretty> <laughs> And it, 
And the crazy thing is, in our country, you can have a child and name it whatever you want. We, you know, we don't have any rules about that, which I think is crazy. I think in a room where you give the name, we need like an alarm system, like a button at a bank that you press. <laughs> you can alert the, the authorities that a mistake is in progress. <laughs> hey, congratulations on your daughter. What'd you want to name her? I want to name her Jensinga. Okay, okay. So like ginseng with an A at the end. Is that what I mean? That's a great name, that's a great name. Just let me get something from under the desk. Hold on a second. <laughs> Push the button, right? She gets back to the room, the baby's gone. Oh my God, what, what have you done with ginsenga? Oh, you, you mean Michelle? <laughs> She's with a family that's gonna love her. That's where... <laughs> Michelle is. <laughs> now listen, I'm kidding. I know you cannot take people's babies away, okay? And I'm also not making fun of your name if it's from a different country. I get, I'm talking about every country needs their own set. Like, I got a buddy named Chinadu, but he's Nigerian. Like, that's, that's like John, where he's from. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not talking about that. But for people that go off the ranch, think about it. One guy types the name in, that's the name forever. We gotta give this guy the power to say no. He can change this baby's life. He's the baby's advocate. Give him that power, right? Congratulations on your daughter. What would you like to name her? Oh, you want the name of Exotasia? Uh, whew. Wow, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, what, what was that? Exotasia. Because we were so excited when she exited. So yeah, Exotasia. Uh, no, I'm sorry, I can't. <laughs> now she's gonna get upset, right? Well, hold on, hold on, who are you? No, I can name my daughter wherever I wanna name my daughter. I ain't talk to your manager, you tell anybody when they can name anybody. Matter of fact, big man, what is your name? What's your name? Who, who me? Uh, I'm Lamangelo. My crazy mother loved lemon jello. <laughs> and that's why I work here. <laughs> Gotta save the kids. <laughs> it's fun being a comedian. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of work, you know? I know it's crazy. It used to, be, I, I don't think it was work before, but now it's a lot of work. Cause you gotta write jokes, that's easy, right? Kinda, but it's all the social media people, it's just too much, man. It's, and I, you know, most people are great online, but you got some crazies out there. Some people are really cuckoo. And I don't need everyone to like me, I'm not about that. I don't need you to like me, I'm from Brooklyn, I'm good, right? But if you don't like me, I don't need you to tell me. You, you, you see what I'm saying? Like, just don't like me over there. But everyone's got, you know, when, you know when the best time to be a performer was? It was the 80s. That was because it was like, there was TV, but you could, there was separation, you know? Like, like say you hated Lionel Richie in the 80s. You had no way of telling Lionel Richie that you hated him. You had to eat that. Like, that was just something you had to just deal with. Maybe you could tell your friends, I hate Lionel Richie. Like, all right, all right. 
You couldn't just call Lionel Richie up and be like, hello. Like, you couldn't do that. <laughs> that was not an option. In fact, the only way you could tell Lionel Richie that you hated him in the 80s was to buy a ticket to a Lionel Richie show. A good ticket. First 10 rows so he could hear you. Right? You had to drop some serious 80s coin. You're like, $35. You had to pay $35. <laughs> So you could be in the first 10 rows. You got there early, you were stretching, you were getting ready. He's like, when he comes out, I'm gonna say, I hate you, Lionel Richie, I'm so excited. I'm gonna mess up the whole show. He's gonna know I hate him, he's gonna know. But then he came out, he went right to some Commodore songs. You forgot he was with the Commodores. He was like, well, some of the Commodore stuff is actually pretty cool though, I actually like it. Okay, after the Commodore stuff, I'm gonna say, I hate you, Lionel Richie. Then he did the song with Kenny Rogers. He was like, oh, I like that song too, actually, all right. Right? Then he did We Are The World. He was like, oh man, he was, that's right. He wrote We Are The World, man, man. After this, I'm saying. Then he did two other songs. You didn't even know he was, it was Lionel Richie. About an hour and a half in, you are like, uh, you know, I, th I think I love Lionel Richie, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the problem with the internet is that you can't get kicked off. That's the real issue with it. You can't, you can do whatever you want today, come back, do it again. As a society, that's not how we set this thing up. The whole power we have to make everyone act right is we can ostracize you, we can send you to jail, right? We can send you to Australia, like wherever we need to send you. <laughs> Even in this room, we can kick you out, right? Internet, you come back the next day. Same problem with homeless people. You can't really tell homeless people what to do. You really can't because they're, they're already outside. You, you understand? <laughs> You can't kick them more outside, is what I'm saying. Like, how do you threaten them, right? You keep acting up, I'm gonna get you in an apartment. I swear, I'll pay you first and last month rent. Play games with me and see if I don't set you up in an apartment. But you gotta love the internet, because everything's on there. Everything's on, YouTube is like, I can't believe YouTube. It's, you know it's the second search engine after Google, which is crazy when you think about it. Like, Everything is on YouTube, I Like if you grew up and you didn't know your father, okay? Don't hire an investigator, don't do that. Go to YouTube and type my daddy and your dad will pop up on YouTube doing a nene. I promise you, he's there. <laughs> Everything's on YouTube, it's an amazing thing. I'm telling you, 20 years from now, there won't be doctors, just be YouTube. Like your, your appendix is hurting, you'd be like, okay, which one of my friends has a steady hand? You just, you bring up the YouTube. <laughs> skip the ad, dude, skip the ad. This is a pretty good deal though. Let me bookmark it, let me bookmark it, I'll come back. <laughs> Everything is on YouTube. My, my AC wasn't working, right? I went to the manufacturer's website, nothing. I go to YouTube, type in my AC, three or four guys pop up teaching me how to fix my air conditioner. I was like, thanks three or four guys. <laughs> yeah, one of the videos was in my apartment. I didn't know how he... <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I was really appreciative. I was like, thank you guys. But at the same time, I was like, who, who asked you to do this? Like, why was this your responsibility? I'm trying to... What did you wake up at 2 a.m. in a cold sweat? Oh my gosh. <laughs> this 
people out there that don't know how to fix the air conditioner filter. I've got to do it. That blows my mind. Anything in the world you need or want, someone else in the world said, I got it, I got it. I'll do a video for you. Anything. You can go to YouTube and type, how do I wipe my butt? Some guy will pop up. Hey guys, Jack Morris here. Uh, please subscribe below. Uh, so a lot of people hit me up, they say, Jack, how do I wipe my butt? So simple, here's what you're gonna need, some toilet paper and a butt. Follow me guys, let's... Uh, now I'm sorry that's a little out there, right? I just thought of the craziest thing I could think of. But then I went back, I said, well, let me see. Let me research. Research my own joke, right? I went to YouTube, I typed in, how do I wipe my butt? Five videos, five. <laughs> I mean, five legitimate videos with no irony, just people teaching you, right? And who can this be for? Who is this video for, really? Who in the world knows how to read and write, owns a computer, but also doesn't know how to wipe their butt. It's gotta be for aliens when you think about it. It's the only thing that makes sense. I, uh, I get all my music online too, because the radio station, you know, they don't, they play four songs all day, you know how that is. I actually heard Jay-Z on the radio recently, and the radio guy was talking to him, he was like, yo, Jay, what you feel about the music today, Jay? There's no good music, you know? And Jay-Z was all like, well, you know, there's good music out there, you just gotta find it, you gotta, you gotta search for the music. <laughs> right, so. <laughs> it's your boy. So anyway, um, so think about what happened there. The radio station asked Jay-Z, where's the good music? Jay-Z told the radio station to find it. <laughs> You're the radio station. Like, that would be like if you went to a restaurant, you call the chef over, hey chef, can I um, talk to you a sec? Yeah, yeah, this food is awful, it's crap. And the chef's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's good food out there though, you know what I mean? It's got a... <laughs> We can't serve it, but do your homework, it's out there. It's a dunk. Traveling, you know, when you travel, you learn things too. You learn, you can dispel things that you thought were true that are really not true, you know? I mean, still, the lessons you learn at home, I think, are solid, but you learn. Like, you travel, I've been all over the world, I learned. It hit me one day, I was overseas. I'm like, wow, Asians are the best drivers. And, um, it hit me one day. I said, Asians, I said, Asians, are, you guys think I'm having a stroke, don't you? <laughs> no, I'm serious. Asians really are the best drivers. You have to go over there to get it. You know, how, you know how you cross the street in Vietnam? The cars don't stop. You can stand on the corner for like an hour. And you're like, what's happening? And someone explained it to me. He's like, no, you gotta just go. And they'll just drive around you. Yeah, you have to take a deep breath and just step out in the traffic. 
They were like, whoa, but you got to keep the same pace. It's very important that you keep the same... It's like Frogger and you're the frog, you understand? <laughs> and then you get to the other side of the street and you look back for your body and you go, whoo, I made it, unbelievable. I don't... That means they're driving around you. Think of, that's precision driving, right? Some of you still not buying it. Think about it like this. I prove to you Asians are the best drivers. Prove to you right now. Think about it like this. Anybody can just drive safely. <laughs> and anybody can have an accident. But do you know how hard it is to almost have an accident? <laughs> All day? Like that's... <laughs> that is a skill, my friends. This is, um, this is the part of the year where, if you're a sports fan like me, I don't know, um, we're taping this at the time where basketball just finished, hockey just finished. This is when it gets rough. I mean, I like baseball, but, you know. It gets rough right now. That's probably why you're here. You're like, let's go to see some comedy, because there's nothing on. And what happens is ESPN, they, they have to justify why they're around. So they start showing stuff that's not sports. This is when it happens. They start putting on activities but try to pass them off as sports. Dart throwing, activity. Bowling, activity. The other day I saw cup stacking. Now, for those of you who, um, for those of you who don't know what cup stacking is, let me explain to you. It's cup stacking. I, I, <laughs> They give kids cups and they, and they stack them. I'm like, put the cups away, go outside and take your beating like a man. Go outside. <laughs> Not, we can't find a sport for everyone, is what I'm saying. Like, cup stacking? You know how low that ha you know how many teams you didn't make to. Activities, man. Fishing, I mean, fun activity, but an activity. I don't want to watch people fish. How do you watch people fish? It's so boring, you have to just go fishing yourself. And here's how you know, all these things I'm saying, uh, I said dog throwing, fishing, here's how you know your sport is just an activity. Here's a little litmus test, if you're wondering. If you're the best in the world at your sport, but you still have a roommate. <laughs> Sorry, that's, that's an activity, that's not a sport. <laughs> if you hold the world record, but you split the cable bill, I'm sorry, that's not an activity, that's not. Michael Jordan never had roommates. Like, Michael Jordan never came home from winning a championship, and there were three guys on beanbags playing PlayStation. And they were like, hey, Mike, how'd it go? Uh, yeah, yeah, we won. We won the championship again, yeah. Um, hey, guys, um, anybody know what happened to that, that chow mein that I had in the fridge? <laughs> it was almost full, it was a thing of chow mein. So nobody knows what happened to the chow mein. Okay, okay. I said I was gonna win the championship, come home, and eat that chow mein. <laughs> 
I wrote my name on it. You didn't see my name. It said MJ's Championship Chow Mein. You guys didn't see that on the... I, uh, now, any single people here in the, in the crowd? Uh, single, mm, no single. Clap if you're single. Oh, okay, okay. More women than men. So uh, I'll, speak, <laughs> I'll speak to the ladies on behalf of the men. Ladies, love you, all of that. Don't take this the wrong way. But for the single men out there, this is, what, this is a message I'm sending you. Ladies, uh, you know how you have a guy friend? Even if you're not single, you had this before. Every lady in here. Remember you had the guy friend that you liked a lot? A whole lot. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. But not that way. <laughs> yeah. That's wrong, ladies, is what that is. But because if the guy hangs out with you, you know he likes you. I mean, why else would he put up with your talking? I mean, seriously, just... <laughs> I'm sorry, ladies. When you have a guy friend and he's a great guy, ladies, and you won't date him, do you know what that's like for the guy? It would be like if you went on a job interview, right? And the guy was like, well, Mr. Perkins, this is a great resume. <laughs> we've got the experience we've been looking for. We love your attitude. You're perfect for this job. <laughs> and we're not going to hire you. <laughs> no, no, we'll probably hire someone who's far less qualified and has a drinking problem. <laughs> but this is a great resume. Wow. If, in fact, this is the resume we're going to use to judge all the other candidates. <laughs> now, we're not going to hire you ever, but is it okay if we call you every now and then? to complain about the guy we do hire. Can we do that? <laughs> and fellas, if this happens to you, it is your fault. Because women don't read minds. Just let them know what you want. Just be a wee bit assertive. Let them know, right? Like I tell ladies now, I tell them, listen, I'm good with friends, so I'm not looking for that. I got all the friends I need, right? I'm, not, I'm taking no more friend applications. I mean, check me around Christmas time. I might do some seasonal hiring, but for right now, I have enough friends. I got a mother, three sisters. I got cousins that I can't be with because of society. And, um, uh, 
I said who was single, so everyone else must be not single. So who's not single? Good on you, good on you, good on you. And um, I don't know, I, I, I ask people, what, how do you make it work with relationships? And I get different things, communication, you know. Uh, some guys say drinking helps. <laughs> a lot of men tell me though, a lot of men just like, hey man, just let her be right, just, you know, yes dear, and I get it. All these things I get, but here's I think the real thing to it, is picking the right person in the beginning. Then, then the work is a little easier. You don't mind doing the work. So I don't know about for ladies, but for men, I've got a little litmus test. Here's how you know you got the right lady, right, fellas? It's the one you look at and you say to yourself, you know what? I love this girl so much that I am prepared to come home from work every day, sit down in front of her, and listen to her story. Now, now, I know it's not gonna have a beginning or an end. I, I realize that. <laughs> She's gonna introduce new characters along the way. But I'm gonna listen with love and empathy. Gonna offer no solutions. Even if there is a, a clear solution, I <laughs> will not offer that solution. And ladies, we love you, but you know your stories are not. You don't, you don't beeline it with your stories. You kind of, you, you glow stick it with your stories, you know? <laughs> and it's because you're smarter, like I'm being real. Like you guys, your brains handle more variables than ours with tunnel vision. So ladies, when you talk to a man, be gentle. Understand what we got going on up here. Just checkers, just basic checkers. That's all we got, just. <laughs> King me, that's all we got. <laughs> and ladies, your brains, your brains, chess. Yeah, except every piece on the chessboard is also playing a game of chess. Do you see this? <laughs> and and I think that's the reason why you never see like, you never see like four women hijack a plane. Yeah, I think it's because it, it would take too long to be quite. And another thing. I'm sorry, but uh, wh why are you hijacking this plane again? I'm getting to it, okay? Okay, okay, it, it's just that uh, we, We've landed already, it is the thing, so. Should we circle? What should we do? And I tease, I tease, we love you ladies though, love you. I, um, two more things before I get out of here. There is, uh, I live in LA, from New York, I live in LA, and I don't know if you have this kind of thing here, but there's a social experiment in LA that just intrigues me, okay? Same parking lot, there's a Whole Foods right next to a 99 cent store. It's trippy, because it's like the 1% shopping with the 99%. <laughs> and you feel bad for the 99 cent store people, too, because they have to walk past the Whole Foods. Every now and then they go in by mistake, you see them, and they're just confused. And... <laughs> they're putting almonds on layaway. You know what I mean? It's just really... <laughs> I go to both stores, okay? But when I'm at the 99 cent store, when I go to the dollar store, I'm proud. And I hate when I'm in there and there's a guy ahead of me that tries to make me feel bad. Yeah, I look over, he's got bleach, sponges, 
Ajax, I get his message. Because you know what he's saying? What he's saying is, well, I, I just get my cleaning products from here. I mean, I shop here, but I don't, I don't shop here. <laughs> Screw you, dude, because I'm getting my groceries for the week, is what I'm doing. <laughs> and if you're the man, if you got it like that, don't even come here with the plebes. If you're the man, go get your bleach from Whole Foods. <laughs> go get $8 bleach, yeah, go, go get some cage-free bleach. Like, if you're about that life, <laughs> Get some farm-raised Ajax if you're about that life. Don't bring your $4 attitude to the 99-cent store. And once you come to the dollar store, you're one of us. You're no better than anybody else. So if you're there, why not have fun? Get in the game. Everything's a buck. Get in the game. Go get some grapes that are gonna go bad in an hour. Just get them! You know, my favorite, my favorite thing about the dollar store, my favorite thing are the bananas. Yeah, because I've, um, I've been to dollar stores all over the world, okay? And uh, I'm, I'm not sure, is that, is that bragging? Like, what did I just say? I don't even know. <laughs> is that a brag or conf I don't even know what, what box that goes in, but I've been at a lot of dollar stores, and any dollar store in the world you go to, you got two choices of banana. You know, there's two options, dark green, or black, like those are your two. And I think what happens is when they turn yellow, they take them to the Whole Foods. I think that's, that's what's happening. I wanna leave you with this. I live, I live, I live alone, everyone. I'm, I'm, you know, I got my own little condo, it's a good look. I didn't always live alone. I used to have a roommate, I saved up. It was fine, my roommate was cool. But when people live together, they're never equally clean. This is a fact. So, round of applause. Who's the clean one? Clap if you're the clean one tonight. Yes, clean one's very proud. You see that? That's a proud people. Clean one's like, yes, I'm the clean one, yeah. And the clean one always looks at the dirty one to make sure they're not clapping. No, it's not your turn. He didn't say. But he didn't say you. He didn't say you. I won't say dirty, but clap if you are a little untidy. Maybe you're busy, you got stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. These are my people. And you gotta clap, because as soon as I said it, the clean one went like this. So you gotta, these are my people. And I'm sure you're like me. I'm not filthy. I'm not filthy, just my, my old roommate, he was, he was obsessive. He didn't live life, you know? He, he stalked dirt. Dirt had a restraining order against him, yeah. He was always lurking in the shadows, waiting to clean. Huh? Like, I'm eating a sandwich, I run, get the phone, I come back, the plate, it's gone. It's in the dish rack. And, and he's not even home. Yeah, you understand? He was passive aggressive. We used to write little notes and leave them all over the place, you know? Like, God forbid, I didn't wipe off the sink. That would get a note. Yeah, like, attention sink users. And it was just me and him. So I'm like, why are you? It's just me. Say, I'm Dwayne. Say my name. But you know, if you clap second, when you live with a clean person, you know it's kind of cool. It's annoying, but it's cool, right? Because when you live with a clean person, you never have to clean. Because clean people, you have to do it. Yeah. It's, it's a compulsion, you can't. You can't outfilth us, right? 
Because our threshold for filth is so much higher than yours. And clean people, we love it when you act like you're not gonna clean it. It's cute, it really is, it's cute. Because my roommate would try to get tough, right? He'd be like, hey buddy, hey, hey, hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, you know those dishes in the sink? <laughs> well, you know, they're yours. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I know those are my dishes. Just leave them there, I'll get to them. Just leave them. <sighs> okay, okay, okay. Hey, uh, any, any idea when, when you're No, I'm not sure when, actually. Uh, I'm about to watch the Lord of the Rings trilogy. <laughs> And then I'm gonna read the Old Testament. So I'm not sure. <laughs> hey, guys are great. I'm Dwayne Perkins. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you. Really, really, really good to be here. Good to be here, guys. Actually, uh, I'm glad I made it. Almost didn't make it. A buddy of mine offered to take me to the airport, then he was late. What gives? He said, let me take you. Then he's late. I like, do. why are you late? He said, I'm sorry, man. I didn't hear my alarm on his cell phone. I'm like, well, play this alarm that you didn't hear. So he plays it, promise you, he plays it, and this is the alarm. Bling, 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 bling. Like, of course you didn't hear that. Probably dreamt of a harp. Like, what, the, what is that? Yeah. And then I checked my phone. They don't want you to wake up anymore. Check, I checked the names of my phone, the alarms. They don't sound like things that'll wake you up, right? Like, morning scamper, pleasant time, sweet nudge. Hey, buddy. I think there's one called water birth. Like, how gentle, how gentle? How gentle do you need to get up? Here's the thing, my, my theory is that if you're using the alarm, you're not getting enough sleep, right? So I think you gotta be like shocked out of, you know, I think like the first seven seconds of your alarm, you should think your life is in danger. Like that's, yeah. Like you need an alarm called, who the heck is Tasha? Like that's the kind of alarm, what? What, what happened, what? You're not gonna hit the snooze on who the heck is Tasha. <laughs> That's why I miss, I miss the clock radio. You know, I miss the big, just brick clock radio. Because the clock radio wasn't trying to be your friend, right? <laughs> clock radio had one job, and that was to wake you up. And if, if it didn't wake you up, it was gonna wake up your neighbors. Like somebody... <laughs> and what I loved about the clock radio is if you had a big day, you could set it in the middle. I call that the nuclear option. When it's a big day, that gave you the alarm and the buzz. And we were like, tomorrow's big. I got, I got that surgery in the morning, and I got that wedding. So let me uh, put it right there. And then when it woke you up, it was just, ah, 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 ah. Just a small town girl, ah, ah. Like, you picked it up, you flung it across the room. If they didn't break. It's good to be here in Utah, it really is. Uh, I'm, I'm a non-drinker, so I, I like Utah. So like, one of the few places where me being a non-drinker is not an issue. Because typically, yeah, I tell people I don't drink, always the same thing. People have known me for years, I tell them, they know I don't drink, but every time you know, I hang out with them, it's always the same thing. Like, yo, Dwayne, yo, 
I know you don't drink, right? No, no, I'm saying, I know you don't drink. But you're gonna get drunk tonight, boy. We got Budweiser, we got Heineken. I'm like, get off my back. What if I had a different problem? He still wouldn't care, right? Yo, Dwayne, yo, come here, son, yo. I know you, I know you diabetic, right? Sugar! Like, yo, Dwayne, I know you're not gay, right? Wait, come here, where you going? Come back, why'd you? I didn't run away. And I don't, I'm not judgmental about it. Like, I don't, I don't drink, but I don't make a big deal. Like, I don't have a problem with if you do drink. But I run into people who have a problem with me not drinking. I get that sometimes. Like, I had one guy tell me, he's like, I don't trust anyone who doesn't drink. <laughs> what a weird thing to say. I can see if he said, I don't trust anyone who doesn't blank. That's some scary stuff right there, right? Because if you don't blink, you're probably an alien. That's, that's what I'm, that's the one thing they would forget to do, you know what I mean? I, uh, so we just had the Super Bowl not too long ago. Some people might be going through withdrawal, you know how that is. I, I love all sports, but I actually don't like the playoffs. That's my thing. Like I don't, I like the playoffs, but I don't like, because the playoffs is when you get to hear them speak, the athletes. That's the part I don't need. I don't need. Because they're so macho, too. Like, so, like, I saw this one football player talking, all big and macho, you know, interviewing him. He's like, this is the playoffs, baby. This is the playoffs, baby. You lose, you go home. This is all about who doesn't want to go home the most. <laughs> and I get what he's saying. I get it, kind of. But really, who doesn't want to go home the most? Like, really? Like, let's say you took, I don't know, you took the Oakland Raiders, the mean, bad Oakland Raiders, and you put them up against a team of abused children. Now, clearly, those kids don't want to go home <laughs> way more than the Raiders. I think it's pretty clear who's going to win that game. Sometimes it's really just about skill and speed and all those things. The kids are not going to dig deep, right? It's not... The Raiders are not going to be in the huddle like, okay, guys, what's going on out there? Who, who's got little Timmy, huh? <laughs> Man, I do, but I don't think he wants to go home. <laughs> I'm a <laughs> big sports fan, you know. I, I, I'll watch anything, though. I'm, I'm crazy that way. I'll watch bowling, anything, just if it's on. Like, the other day, I turned on my TV, and uh, Marathon was on. Yeah, I'm just watching people run, you know what I mean? <laughs> but watching the marathon, it did give me an idea, and I think you'll agree. I think it's time we admit that there should be two winners of the marathon. There should be two winners, right? Two winners. The African who actually wins. <laughs> and then like the non-African, you know what I mean? 
listen, if you run a, if you run in a marathon, okay, you're white, American, black, Latino, Asian, whatever. Say you run in a marathon and you come in seventh place, but the six people before you were all African. <laughs> then you won the marathon. You know what I mean, like. You beat all the non-Africans. I think that's, you should be very proud of yourself for beating all the non-Africans. Like you wouldn't count it if it was like a guy on a bike, same thing. You wouldn't count that. Yeah, the guy who won, he didn't even know he was in the race. He was just gonna go visit his cousin. He was like, oh, I won? All right, great, I'll take it, I won. He ran, he, ran, he ran the race in like under two, uh, under two hours. 26 miles in under two hours. Yeah, I live in Los Angeles. Like, you can't even drive the next town over in two hours. Like, <laughs> like, like, in, like I live in LA. If you, you can go somewhere 10 miles away and if, if traffic is really bad, it can take two hours. Yeah, so like he'll beat you there. He'll just be there chilling, showered. He read a book already. You know what I mean? It's... But at least running is safe, though. At least running is safe. Because I, I actually, I'm not too crazy into sports, but I did something very unsafe recently. Uh, I, was, I was in New Zealand, okay? I went to New Zealand because I wanted to uh, double the black population. So I did that. <laughs> Same reason I came to Provo, by the way. Uh, uh, <laughs> but while I was in New Zealand, they tricked me into white water rafting. We went white water rafting, and they said it was for beginners. All right, I'm a beginner. That's perfect, right? We, we do this thing. There's a 22-foot drop. Yeah, it's the largest commercial drop, uh, non-commercial drop in the world. Like, how is that for beginners? I just don't know how. How did you fix your face to say that to me? How did you say that with a straight face? That'd be like if you went to a boxing gym, you never boxed a day in your life. You're like, hey guys, I just wanna learn a few things. I never box, but you know, I just wanna pick up some things. Is this how you do it? I don't know, I just wanna learn. Yeah, how do you do it? And like, all right, well great. You're just starting out? Okay, well, let's pop you in the ring with Mike Tyson. He'll show you a few things. Come on out here. All right, Mike. 22 foot drop. You see the pictures. We're in the raft. They, they took pictures of us. We go over the cliff. We're going down, then you don't see us. We're in the water, it's crazy. And my thing is, look, I'm from Brooklyn, New York, okay? Like, yeah, and Brooklyn, Brooklyn, like, Brooklyn. You understand what I'm saying? Like, crack Brooklyn. Shooting Brooklyn, stabbing Brooklyn. Not, not this new Brooklyn, not, not vegan cupcake Brooklyn. I'm not from that. I'm from Brooklyn, Brooklyn. And the thing is, you don't want to survive all that, right? You just survive the projects, crack, shooting, stabbings, cops, all of that, and then die in New Zealand, like <laughs> white water rafting. That's not a good look. Yeah, that's why we're not too adventurous, black people. We, we, our life was front loaded with adventure. We got, the, <laughs> got all the adventure out of the way, you know what I mean? That's why I'm in Provo now. I'm done with adventure.
But it's crazy, man. Die, like, imagine if I would have died in New Zealand. That'd be like if you were a decorated war hero and you served three tours of war and you came home and choked on a Skittle. Like, <laughs> are you still a hero, really? Like, what? And I should have known it was my fault because I'm from Brooklyn. I wasn't paying attention. They told me what it was. I wasn't paying attention. When I walked in that door, they told me. I just wasn't paying attention because it said it right there, right? Right there. I looked up, said it right there. It was white water rafting. So I should have known. You could break down the whole title. I should have known, right? White. I'm not white. Right? Water. That's not our jam. You know that's not our jam. You ever go to a black pool party? That's, that's just a party by pool. That's all that is, no? Nobody's in the water. And rafting. Last time my brother was in a raft was in Huckleberry Finn. You understand? So... <laughs> I should've known. I was actually, I was also uh, in Australia, right? Which is pretty dope. I love Australia, it's cool. Only thing about Australia, which is a little weird, I'm walking around Australia around 6 p.m. I walk past the courthouse and the judges, they call them baristas, they walk out. And they still, the judges in Australia, they still wear those, those dumb powdered wigs. It's really silly. It's like, guys, you don't gotta do this anymore. Like, can you imagine you're getting sentenced to life and you're like, hey man, I understand what I did, but can you take off the wig? Like seriously, if you gotta send me away. And as a black dude, you don't wanna look up and you see a judge who looks like he's a white dude from 19, excuse me, from 1684, you know what I'm saying? Can I get a new white dude? I want a modern white guy, I don't like this. Can we update him, please? Comedy's uh, been good to me. I've been fortunate, travel all over the world, you know? I've. Um, been to, been to China a bunch, which is great. Uh, yeah, not recently, don't, don't be crazy. <laughs> I love China. Whenever I'm in China, weird thing happens, I promise you, about five times a day, a random Chinese person walks up to me and they want to take a picture with me. This happens about five times a day. And I never know what's going on, because I'm always like, do you want to take a picture with me because you think I'm a famous black dude? Or do you want to take a picture with me because I'm a black dude, like I, I'm not sure. I mean, I autographed their forehead either way, just to be safe. Hostel, hostel, hostel. Eddie Murphy. Let it dry, let it dry, hostel. But I tell you, of all the places I've been, I appreciate China the most in a sense, because as a New Yorker, like, it's a billion people with a B, I love it. It's just hustle, like, I could barely keep up, even as a New Yorker, it's crazy. And you know, as a black dude, you figure I get some space? No, people pushing me, shoving me, beautiful. One, one old lady grabbed a chunk of my shoulder and pushed off, like, like I was setting a pick for her, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm telling you, if you go there, you gotta get used to, personal space is different in China, you gotta get used to it. Because in China, personal space ends at the skin, like that's, <laughs> The skin in, that's you, that's your space. The skin out, that's us, we're gonna share that. That's everybody's. I actually was on a, I was actually getting on a train in the subway and the train pulls up and like, 
you just see, like, say this is the door, just 20 people right at the door. But in the train, 20 people right at the door, <laughs> looking to get out. And they're looking to get in, and you're looking at it like, how's this gonna go? What's gonna happen here? <laughs> and then the door opens, and it, it happens. They, they, they go through each other. You're like, whoa. <laughs> Is that osmosis? That's amazing, because you're taught that two things can't occupy the same space at the same time. They can. I just saw it. It just went. One other thing, a few other things I'll say about China. One is I love it. I know I'm joking, but I really like it. As a, as a New Yorker, I like that they're not sensitive. That's, we, we've become sensitive. Americans, we're sensitive now. Like if you go to, you know, the drugstore, Walgreens, CVS tonight, Somebody cut somebody else in line, whoo, right? Right, it's gonna be a problem. Like definitely cursing, maybe stabbing, <laughs> possibly shooting. These are all the things that's gonna happen. In China, that's the one thing. They don't get mad when they get cut. They blame themselves for getting cut. Yeah, isn't that amazing? They blame themselves. They're like, no, it's my fault. It's my fault, because I, I did leave an inch between me <laughs> and the person ahead of me. But my, my favorite case of what I call Chinese efficiency, I witnessed, was on an airplane. I was on an airplane from Chengdu to Shanghai. It was cool, right? I look around, I notice I'm the only Westerner on the whole plane. Like, no white people even, just, just me and China on this plane, right? <laughs> now, we've all flown. You know how you fly, we've all flown. You know how you fly, you got the window seat? You got the window seat, but you got to go to the bathroom. First thing you do, you hold it as long as you can. Because <laughs> you don't want to be that guy, right? But then you reach that breaking point where you're like, I'm sure they'll be more annoyed if I pee on myself than if I ask them to. Oh. And why were you worried? It's always fine, right? So finally, you turn to the guy in the middle. You're like, hey man, I'm sorry. I gotta, I gotta run to the restroom, right? He's like, oh, no problem, no problem. He turns to the guy in the aisle. Hey, this guy's gotta go to the bathroom. Oh, no problem, no problem, no problem. Right? Seatbelts get unbuckled, tray tables get put up, headphones are removed, blankets are taken off, shoes get put on. This guy steps out, this guy steps out, you step out. The other two are like, screw it, let's all go to the bathroom now. Every time there's a song and dance. There's a better way, people. There's a better way. I saw it in China. It goes like this in China, right? But everyone's Chinese, so that's important. You're Chinese, they're Chinese, they know the drill. You're in a window seat. You gotta go to the bathroom. And with absolutely no warning, you just start climbing over these two people. You just climb. <laughs> but they don't mind. They're like, oh, you gotta go to the bathroom? That's cool. No, go ahead, go. That's okay, okay. Cool, go, go, go. It's amazing. And it's more efficient, really. It's really more when you think about it, because you can keep watching your movie. <laughs> you just gotta put up one second of butt in your face and then right, <laughs> one second of butt right back to the movie. <laughs> now, to be fair, someone pointed out, respectfully, this is possible there, because in China, the butts... <laughs> the butts are a little smaller, yeah, like... You couldn't do this in Mississippi. You'd be like, oh God, oh please, no. I'll get up, no. Let me get up, please. No. I'll get up. <laughs> One thing I like about uh, Utah and a lot of different, not only Utah, but I like when people are nice. It goes a long way. Like even if you don't, whatever, if people are nice, it goes a long way. And that's what I tell people. I go, you can always be nice. You know, and I think people don't get it. Like in LA, people don't get it. Like, 
My thing is, you can always be nice. My thing is, you don't lose your temper, you relinquish it. <laughs> you always have control, you just think you don't. And, I, and people say, no, that's not true sometimes. No, you do. I'll prove it to you, because listen, I know, I, I was a kid with troubles. I used to get into fights when I was a kid. I know you always have control. I used to lose my control when I was a kid. Luckily now, I don't anymore, I know. Like I once hit a kid uh, in the face in fourth grade with a full can of Country Time Lemonade. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he, he had it coming, but still, like, that was... When you hit a kid in the face with a full can of Country Time Lemonade in fourth grade, it affects his fifth grade. I'm not sure if you know that, like, it's... But I'm from New York, so it was a different, like, him and his brother, they said, we're gonna get you in the summer, but then they never... I think they didn't want it with me. They were like, that kid is crazy. He, he uses Country Time Lemonade as a weapon. But from that moment, I learned that I have control. Like after that, I just started saying, I gotta do better, and I did better. You always have control, I'll prove it to you. Here's a classic example. Say you're driving, this always happens. You're driving, and somebody cuts you off. Whoa, right? And sometimes, depending on how bad it is, you're just so upset, like you're, you, just, you just get so mad. You just wanna catch up to that person and flip them off. That's all you wanna do, you wanna catch up and give them the bird, that's your, right? If you catch up to them and give them the bird, and you just die, you'll die with a smile on your face, right? <laughs> So to achieve this, right, you're zipping in and out of traffic, you're following this guy now, you go 20 miles outside of your way, you're trying to catch up to him, you know? You miss your little brother's birthday party, screw him, you know what I mean, you just gotta get to this guy. Right, you finally catch up to him, you're getting close, you can't believe it, you're rolling up your sleeve, right? you're stretching out your finger, you're getting it ready, you know? You're putting lotion on it, you're putting lotion on your hand. Cause you don't wanna give him the bird and he goes, you gotta ask your finger, you don't want that to happen. That would be embarrassing. So, you're right next to him now. You're finally, this is the moment. You're gonna let this guy know how you feel, right? Hey, 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 homeboy, remember me? And you're just about to, you got that first knuckle, that second knuckle's about to come up. And you look in that car and you realize it's Suge Knight. Suge Knight. Now, some of you don't know who that is. He's like a six foot four black man, big man, founder of Death Row Records member of the blood organization, as in Crips and Bloods. Maybe hung vanilla ice from a window, by the way. Maybe killed Tupac and or Biggie. We're not sure, but... Some of you guys were like, you had me at Black Dude. No, I'm not, yeah. But... <laughs> <laughs> But my, my point is, you're not giving him the finger, right? Now you got control all of a sudden. Now you're like, well, clearly, I, I'm gonna be the bigger person here. I'm not gonna give people the finger. <laughs> that proves you had control the whole time. So the golden rule in life is do unto others as you would have done unto you. I don't know why that doesn't work. I propose a new golden rule, okay? Here's my new golden rule. Do unto others as if they're Suge Knight. Just treat everybody. <laughs> like the sugar night. Like you're in line and all you have is like a chapstick, right? And sugar night is behind you with a bunch of stuff. But you, know, you know what, sugar? You know, you go ahead, go ahead. You know, you got enough. That's all I got. Plus, I'm not comfortable with you behind me, so please go ahead. Go ahead, sugar night. You go ahead. Uh, I want to tell you, throughout my travels and stuff, you learn and you just, just, 
through living, in fact. You know, I'm sure everyone here, you have different perspectives of things as you age. And what I've learned, uh, I've learned a lot of things. And one thing that I like telling people, because I think it's a thing, and I think we should get it right, and I learned is that uh, at the end of the day, white people actually dance better than everybody else. Like, that's just... No, not a lot of buy-in on this concept. Uh, right, the non-white people are suspicious. Even, even white people here, you're looking at me like, no, Dwayne, I don't, I don't think that's accurate, actually. No. Listen, white people do dance better. Here's why, I, I've studied this, I know why. Because white people, when you dance, especially if you're drinking, right? When you dance, you have more fun than everybody else. Especially if you drink, like I've seen white people dancing, I'm like, how, how do I get that? Like, I, I've never had that much fun. That looks amazing. I don't know what's going on over there. And why do you have so much fun? Two reasons, I thought about this, two reasons. One, I think it's just a pure celebration of your whiteness. You, you know what I'm saying? Just, whoo, I'm white. Hashtag winning. Uh, and the other reason you have so much fun is when you dance, you have a freedom that I don't have. You're very free, yeah. And why, why are you so free? Well, because you're not, you're not married to the beat. I, I guess is the thing I'm trying to. You're not gonna let the beat tell you what to do. And that's freedom, my friends. You guys are great. I'm Dwayne Perkins. Thank you so much. If you love what you heard today, don't keep it to yourself. Share this episode with friends and family and let's spread the laughter. Don't forget to check out the show notes for more information on today's guests and special offers just for our listeners. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll be back soon with even more laughs. Join the fucking funny community today. <laughs>